You are listening to the Torah Sparks Podcast, the podcast that finds and ignites sparks of spiritual light and meaning in anything and everything, bringing out lessons and values straight from the Holy Torah. I am your host, Ori Strum. Let's jump right in. If you think about it, and even if you don't think about it, there there are really two types of families, those that make reservations and eat in the restaurant and those that get takeout delivery option and eat at home. In fact, I actually know somebody who has a sign in their house that says, honey, guess what I made for dinner? Reservations. That's right. There's these two categories. You either go to the restaurant, you make reservations, you're there to stay, or you're the type to get delivery on the go. And if you think about it, and by the way, obviously there's that other family who just makes food. Who does that? Who makes food today? Come on. Anyways, so there are really two types of people who experience life on this world. Those that make reservations and are here, so to speak, to stay, and those that choose the quote-unquote delivery option and are on the go. In this week's Parsha, Parshas Vayishlach, our great forefather Yaakov Avinu says the words, Im Lavan Garti, I have sojourned with Lavan. Rashi points out that the word Garti can be rearranged to spell Taryag a reference to the Taryag 613 commandments of the Torah. I have sojourned with Lavan, the evil one, yet, as Rashi says in Yaakovina's words, I have kept the 613 commandments and did not learn from his evil actions. Let me ask you a question. Have you ever counted your fingers and your toes? I bet you you got 20 of them, right? So that was the I mean, 20 is a large number, right? It's the number of hands, the number of toes, not the number of hands. I know we have two hands. The number of fingers and toes. I get it. I get it. I get it. Okay? 20. What's the significance of 20? That's how many years Yaakov Avinu spent by Lavan. That is an an exorbitant amount of time to spend by someone's house and not to learn from his evil ways. You know, there, there's a famous chazal. Again, I don't like when people say the word famous, which means I don't really like what I just said. I'll, I'll, let me retract what I just said. Chazal tell us a concept. What was to the wicked and what was to his neighbor? Now, I understand what was to the wicked. I mean, after all, whoa, you, you're being wicked? Whoa, woeful, woeful, that's not good. What's what's the shot? What's the understanding that there's an issue going on with the neighbor? The understanding over here is, is that the neighbor naturally gets affected, impacted, influenced by the Russia neighbor. And therefore, it's going to lead to him acting in certain ways as well. So therefore, what was to the wicked and what was to his neighbor? In other words, we are being warned to be careful who and what we reside next to. Our neighbors can have a serious influence and impact on our lives. Our neighbors can affect the way we think, say, and do things. If so... We have to ask a question, a fundamental question. Yaakov Avinu surely should have been affected by the ways and the conducts of Lavan. But he wasn't. 
Tariq Mitzvah Shamarti. He wasn't negatively influenced. He remained Shalem, like the Torah will later on say, Vayavo Yaakov Shalem. He, be, he was t- intact spiritually. How is it possible that Yaakov Avinu was not negatively influenced? How is it conceivable that Yaakov Avinu did not learn from Lavan's evil ways? How is it humanly possible that Yaakov Avinu did not fall prey to the curse of Oyle Rasha, Oyle Woe is to the wicked and woe is to the wicked's neighbor. And the answer, I believe, is quite simple. Yaakov Avinu had two options. Going back to what we said earlier, he could have made reservations at the restaurant of life and chose to stay and get comfortable in Lovin's house, or he could have chosen the second option, the delivery option, the on-the-go option, and treated his experience at Lovin's house as on-the-go, as transitory. And that's what he chose. He chose the delivery option of life. He chose to go on the go. He chose to live in the realm of transitory. Yaakovino understood something very important about this world. He realized that a person can either make reservations, set up shop, and choose to make this world his primary focus, or a person can opt for the delivery option, set up a booth, and choose to make this world his secondary focus. The difference between these two approaches is whether or not we treat and see this world as an ends or as a means. You see, if we treat this world as a means, so then, yeah, we are just passing through. Olam Hazel, like the Missile Yisharim points out, is merely a prusdor. It's a corridor. It's a hallway to lead us to the next world, to something bigger, to something better, to something more amazing and extravagant. But if we look at the world as an ends, so then Olam Hazel is where it's at. As soon as you get to the touchdown, do your crazy touchdown dance. You know, it's a fad now with football players. It's like more than all the stats and everything. It's it's you want to get to the you want to get to the touchdown, not really to score points for your team. It's just to kind of dance, do like show off your your moves, your dance. I don't know. It's kind of interesting. Um, different strokes for different folks. You know what I'm talking about? Anyways, I'm not really sure what I'm talking about, but I'm kidding. I do what I'm talking about. Why do they always go to the touchdown and start doing crazy dances? Just go to touchdown. You know, I I agree. I would I would spike the ball. That's like a human like a natural reaction. Go ahead, go for that. But all that other, other jazz, I don't know. I, I'm not. I'm not sure if I'm so into it. I'm still kind of thinking about it. But the, my point that I'm trying to bring out is that you know, if you view the end as just the touchdown, uh, then okay, fine. Then we go. All, we we go all crazy. We go. We go all ape. We do whatever we want, and we we just treat this world as an it, an ends. And therefore, you know, I'm just gonna do whatever I want because I want, and that's how it makes me feel good. And and and. Zehu. But if I view this world as, wait, this is a means to get me somewhere even better, somewhere more, it's just a prisoner before the next world, then I can treat this world as not a place to stay, not a place to make reservations, but it's a place that, of course, I need, and I'm going to use it, but I'm going to take the delivery option. I'm going to take the on-the-go option. That's what Yaakov Avinu did in the house 
of Lavan. And, it, you know, there's something very interesting about that phrase of Chazal that I quoted. Rasha, what was to the wicked? And what was to his neighbor? You know, the word Shachain, if you look in the etymological dictionary based on the teachings of Rav Hirsch, the word Shachain connotes to dwell and reside permanently. A Shachain means you are a permanent neighbor. And this offers us a clue in understanding what it means when Chazal tell us, Rasha, what was to the wicked and what was to its neighbors? A person is only negatively influenced by his fellow neighbors when he himself becomes a shachin, a permanent neighbor. When a person says, okay, I'm here to stay, I'm part of your crew, I'm part of that gang, I'm part of this group of people, that's when the negativity comes. That's when the flood, the tsunami ensues. When a person sets up shop, gets comfortable, and so to speak, makes reservations to stay, that's when the negative influence will cloud over a person and actually impact and impede on his or her life. However, if a person does not become a shachin, a permanent neighbor, but rather he becomes like a mere sojourner, ah, this was Yaakov Avinu. The key word of Yaakov Avinu when the Torah says, Imlavan Garti, it's Imlavan Garti. Garti means I've sojourned. I have t- lived temporarily. Garti is almost the exact opposite of a Shachin. To dwell permanently is a Shachin, but Garti to sojourn means you're passing through. Lavan when Yaakov was at Lavan's house, yeah, he was there for a long time. He was there for 20 years. But not once did Yaakov become a Shachin. Not once did he feel like he was, yeah, this is where I am. I'm here to set up shop. I'm here to make reservations. I'm here permanently. Not once did Yaakov feel like that. Yaakov the entire time was in the realm of Garti, sojourning on the move, delivery option, on the go. He did not set up shop. He didn't get too comfortable. He didn't make Lovin's house his true home, his primary focus. He was just passing through for 20 years. He he did not become a shachin, a permanent neighbor. And, you know, think about where we are. We're in Gullus, right? We're in exile. And there's two options. We could become... In the realm of Eilu Rasha, Eilu Shechenev, there's so much negativity out there in the world. And if we make this place our permanent home, then we become in the realm of Eshachen, a realm of the, you know, I'm here to make this place my place. I'm here to make reservations. And that's that's when it really gets, it really does get dangerous when, when regarding influ, being influenced by the outside world. But if we say, in Golos Garti, I've sojourned through my exile. We're not here to stay. Rather, we're here to go. And yeah, we're here to grow through this process as well. We're going to become bigger, we're going to become better. But I'm not here to stay. I'm here to go in Golos Garti. With this Golos, I've sojourned. I've sojourned through this Golos. I'm not here to stay Hashem I'm here to hold myself to what I believe in to my true values and I understand that it's hard there's something very interesting to point out in this week's Parsha as well in Vayishlach um, when it comes to Yaakov Avinu after he spends 20 years with Lavan, and then he meets up with his brother Esav. You know what Yaakov does? Lavan goes home, Esav goes home, and the Torah says something absolutely fascinating. The Torah says in chapter 33, verse 17, 
Vayakov Nasa Sukosa, Yaakov traveled to Sukkos, Vayiven Lobayas, he built for him a house, Ulmikneu Asa Sukos, for his cattle, he built booths, Alkain Karashim Hamakom Sukos. Therefore he called the name of that place Sukos. The very next words of the Torah, Vayavo Yaakov Shalem. And Yaakov came intact. I want you to think about what's going on here for a second. It said by Lavan, he went back to his place. It said by Esav, he went back to his place. Going back to your place has a connotation of a shachin. I am resident. I'm here to stay. I'm making reservations. This is my permanent place. I'm going back there. I'm going back to Elmahaz. I'm going back to my Gashmis. I'm going back to my phone. I'm going back to my music. I'm going back to you know, my negative traits and attitudes. I'm going back to my negative philosophies. I'm going back to my old ways. But Yaakov, he travels on. And you know what he calls the name of that place? Sukkis. My friends, what is the holiday of Sukkis? The holiday of Sukkis celebrates exactly this. We leave our permanent homes. We leave what we think is permanent and we go into a temporary booth. And Chazal tell us that the whole idea of Sukkis is for us to realize what this world is truly about, that it's not about this world. It's not, we're not here to stay. We're not here to make reservations, but rather this world is just temporary. It's a dirasarai. It's a temporary existence just like the sukkah, just like the booth. And if it's this philosophy, it's this philosophy of Lavangarti, Imgolus Garti, of the sukkahs, that when we take that idea, that philosophy with us, that I'm not here to stay, then we're going to be so much better. We're going to live on such a greater level of of holiness. Vayavo Yaakov Shalim, the Torah tells us. Yaakov came intact. My friends, you could only fully be intact. You could be Shalim if you're on the go, if you have the delivery option. Because if you're here to stay, if you're a Shachin, then there's going to be something lacking. You're going to be influenced just by nature of being part of that society to such an extent. You know, there's something fascinating. The Kedushas Levi says, on the words, Yosef in the beginning of Shemos, and Yosef was in Mitzrayim. Okay, we know Yosef was in Mitzrayim. What is the Torah telling us? Yosef Mitzrayim. One of the connotations one of the ideas over here that the Torah is telling us is that Yosef kept his name Yosef even in Mitzrayim. You see, even in the dark Gullus, even in the exile of Egypt, even in the darkness of Mitzrayim, Yosef was still called Yosef. He kept his Jewish identity. And the Torah says for three things, there are three things that the Jewish people were redeemed for. They didn't change their names, they didn't change their language, and they didn't change their clothing. The Bnei Yisrael says, Yaakov Sholem. Yaakov came intact. You know what those three letters, Sholem, stand for? Sholem, which means intact. Shin stands for shame, name. A Yid is not supposed to change his name. Keep your Jewish identity. The next letter, Lamed, Lashon. Make sure you talk like a Yid. Uh, listen, in the workplace, people, even if they're not truck drivers, are talking like truck drivers. It's absolutely crazy just the way people talk. You know, it's so unrefined. 
We have to be able to talk like a Yid. We, we talk with a certain level of Tznius, with refinement. That's the Lamed, and then the Mem of the word Shalem. That stands for Malbush, clothing, dressing differently. This isn't a white shirt versus a blue shirt conversation, but the point is dress in a way that makes you stand out to an extent as a yid, something, whether it's yarmulke, whether it's titus, whether it's a white shirt, whether it's a blue shirt, whether whatever type of shirt it is, whatever it is that you're wearing, make sure it's tznius, make sure it's, it's you're dressing with a certain level of kedusha. And it's these three things, Vayavu Yaakov Shalem, he came intact with these three things that the Torah is telling us, B'nai Soskar says, an allusion to the shame, to the Jewish person's name, the Lashon, the way we talk, and the Malmash, the way that we dress. And we know from Chazal, these three things are what helped us leave Egypt, and Amir Tzashem, it will help us leave this Gullus as well. We have to be able to stand out and be able to realize that, hey, I'm not here to stay. I'm here on the go this is a delivery option and with that we should be like Yaakov Avinu and realize that there's so much to gain from this world true but we have to realize that this world is not an ends it's a means Hashem should give us the bracha the strength the fortitude and the wherewithal to be able to grow and accomplish and be able to walk through life shalem intact with our name, with our Yiddish identity, with our lamed, the lashon, talking like a mensch, talking like a Jew, and then mem with our malbush clothing, dressing, dressing distinctly. And with that, we should really grow and become the greatest people that we possibly can. Thanks so much for listening to another Torah Sparks podcast episode. If you like this, please share, please spread the spark, please rate, please review. It will help us tremendously. Again, we appreciate you and we will see you next week.